Amen. Well, that's a great hymn to sing together. If you have your Bibles, we want to turn uh, to Hebrews and the chapter 11. Hebrews and the chapter 11. I'll be speaking on the last number of verses really here, uh, verse 35 to the end. Uh, really it was known as the unknown saints. Uh, these people are mentioned, yet we don't know their names. We don't know their names at all. But God has them here for us to look at in his words. So we want to look at that this morning. Let's look to the Lord and ask for his blessing. Father in heaven, we thank you we can sing these old-fashioned hymns. We thank you, Lord, we have the word of God in our own mother tongue. We pray that I would bless us around thy word now. Speak to all of our hearts, I pray, and encourage us, Lord, to fight the good fight of faith and to go on with Christ in these dark and sinful and wicked days. I ask for now thy spirit to be given to me, Lord. I need to. We can do nothing without Christ. And I pray for the fullness and power of the spirit of God to proclaim this word you've laid upon my heart. In Jesus' name, amen. We're introduced here in Hebrews chapter 11 to the Hall of Fame. The great pictures is hanging up here in this particular chapter. It tells us that there were great men and women of the faith. But do you know yesterday, the coronation of King Charles, and no doubt, if you can get into Buckingham Palace, there will be a portrait of this king and that king and who they were and how long they reigned. And you can look at them and take notes on them. But here God has his hall of fame. People who loved them, people who served them, people who stood for the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it tells us, it tells us names at the beginning. You have Abel. It tells us all about Abel, about his excellent sacrifice. He believed salvation was through the blood. Not like his brother Cain. Cain says, I'm going to come to God, and I'm going to come to God whatever way I want. I'm going to come by my works. You cannot come to God through your works. You've got to come through to God through the blood. Abel is mentioned. There he is, hanging up. There's a photograph and a sense of him in the Bible. Through the blood, salvation, through the blood. Then it goes on down about Enoch in verse 5. He was translated that he should not see death. This man was told by God, Enoch, I'm going to take you from this world and I'm going to bring you up into heaven. And you're not going to die. And here's a wonderful thing about it. He believed. He believed what God said. I'm going to bring you to heaven. Child of God, this morning in the meeting, God is going to bring you to heaven. He's going to bring us all home. And you know what a day it will be when my Jesus I shall see. So we're introduced to Enoch and then Noah, that man who built the ark. Imagine the faith he had. He believed God. There's going to be flood. There's going to be destruction. I'm going to wipe out the wicked. And I want you to build an ark. And he believed God. The world's going to end someday. We do not know when. 
I was talking to a man last night, he was telling me he, he knows one of these Green Party men. There might be someone to meet in here this morning. Well, if there is, you'll have to listen to what I've got to say this morning. He told this man who goes to the Green Party, and he's telling them all about how the world's going to end and everything about it. And I says, well, I would just tell him how the world's going to end. If I had him, if I go speak and tell him, because the Bible says God is going to bring an end to this world. And flame and fire and judgment. So he is. We need an ark. We need a saviour. Jesus Christ, a picture there, is found in the ark. And so Noah, he believed God. And then it talks about Abraham. He says to Abraham, I want you to leave your home. I want you to leave your family. I want you to leave everything and follow me. And by faith, there he is. He says to the wife, you never believe it. God has spoken and God has told me, we've got to leave everything. We've got to get out of here. And follow me. Child of God this morning, by faith, you've got to follow God. You've got to follow him. Don't worry about the world. Don't worry about what they say against the Lord Jesus Christ. We have got to live for the Lord Jesus Christ. So at the very commencement here, and right down, there are others hanging up here in a sense in the Hall of Fame. There they are, their names. You can go on down through that passage. And God tells us their names. But when you come to the end, there's no names. We don't know. I know how it describes them. And others. Verse 35. And others. Doesn't tell us about them in any shape or form here. Who they were. Their background. And it tells us here. And others. But it does give us. It gives us details about these people. Which are known as the on-name saints. I want us to think about these people today. Well, the great lessons to learn from the unknown saints. I could have came this morning, and I did appreciate it. I could have came and preached about the coronation. I could have came and preached about King Charles. And then I could have switched it round about King Jesus. The Lord is King. Lift up your voice. But my heart was touched by these people. They're more important. The unknown saints is mentioned in this passage. And I hope you'll learn great lessons from the lesson this morning. I want you to see, first of all, that the Bible speaks about their suffering. Their suffering. It's not telling us any great achievement that these people did. It doesn't say that they built the ark. It doesn't say nothing marvelous, really, in a sense here, of some great deed that they had, they had done. But it tells us certainly here about their suffering, the description of their suffering. And it makes it makes our blood run cold with sweat as we listen or look at the list of the suffering of this people. It tells us they were tortured. You can see that in verse 35. And others, listen, were tortured. That's a word that means stretched on some instrument of torture. Some people would say in that instrument of torture, they were stretched, or in other words, they were pulled to pieces. And some people says it means like a drum that they were beaten. But here it tells us very, very plainly of this people, they were tortured. And if you and I could see their portrait hanging up here in the Hall of Fame, there it is underneath. They were tortured for the faith. Tortured for the faith. They suffered greatly. 
I don't know if you've ever read that book. If you haven't, you should get a copy of it. It's called The History of Protestantism by the Reverend Wiley. There's two big volumes. And people look at it and say, oh, no, I couldn't read that. But just read a page at a time. You can read about it. And you'll read about how the saints of God in the past, in those days, that they suffered the Inquisition in Italy. There was a place called the house, called the, the torture chamber. And this man, this man, while he got into it just to see what happened in the past. And he was very shocked what he saw. There was instruments that pressed the fingers till the bones were squeezed to sprinkles. Then there was instruments there that would tear out, tear out the tongue of people. There was instruments to get their eyes and pull out their eyes. There was iron ladles there that put into the mouth of the people and then they poured down hot iron into their stomach. And this man, he describes, he describes all the instruments of those, listen, who were tortured. And maybe there's some in the meeting today and you say, no, I feel I'm tortured. Have you ever been tortured like your own known saints? We all have our problems. Not a Christian here. There's not a person here who doesn't have problems. We, are going to, we live in a wicked, sinful world. There's going to be difficulties. There's going to be sorrows. There's going to be heartaches. There is. But have you ever, I asked you this morning, have you ever been tortured? We're looking at the unknown saints. Have you ever been tortured for the faith? I haven't. I, I have not been tortured. You and I, at the moment, we have, it may come. It may come sometime in our province. We may be pulled in pieces. But here's the description. Just, just that word, for instance, tortured. Then it tells us that there was a trial of cruel mockings and they were mocked and sneered at and laughed at. You are the children of the Lord. You are foolish following the Lord Jesus Christ. Jeremiah, in Jeremiah 20, verse 7, he says, O Lord, thou hast deceived me and I was deceived. Thou art stronger than I and hast prevailed. I am in derision dearly. And here's what he said, this mighty man of God, everyone mocketh me. He said, Lord, it's difficult and it's hard. And you know what's happening? There's people and they're mocking me. Have you been mocked? We all get this one, don't we? Of course we do. You know, maybe at school, people's mocking you as you're a Christian. You go home and tell them, I was at church on Sunday. You weren't in the world, you weren't in the pubs, you weren't at the discos, and people laugh and sneer. Don't worry about them laughing, young, part, young Christian here this morning. It's a wonderful thing to know Jesus Christ. Stand up, stand up for Jesus Christ. You're always going to be mocked. We're always going to be hated. And we're always going to be despised. Did they not mock the Lord Jesus Christ? They plowed a crown of thorns upon his head. They said, Hail, King of the Jews. They mocked the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen, if they mocked the Lord Jesus, they're going to mock me. And they mocked these unknown saints. And they laughed at them. Then it tells us on down here in verse 36 there were scourgings. In other words, they were whipped. They were taken out and whipped. And these were, this was very painful and was to the flesh and drew blood. And these scourgings that tell us was reserved for the basis of men, for the worst of men. 
And they whipped him. And they might have been men. And there was women, no doubt, as well. And they whipped and they whipped these unknown saints because they loved the Lord Jesus Christ. They were scourged. The Lord Jesus was scourged. Remember? In Matthew 27, verse 26, when he had scourged Jesus. Oh, do you hear the whip? It's going across the backs of these unknown saints. The only fault they have in the eyes of this people, they love Christ. And they're taken out and they're whipped. I'm not asked for a show of hands this morning. Has anyone here ever been taken out on the streets of Cross Gower and whipped before all the people? And they're laughing at you and they're mocking you for your love of Jesus Christ. I have never been taken out. I have never been whipped. The unknown saints stood there. And they were whipped because they loved the Lord Jesus Christ. And you can go on down, it talks about their bonds. In other words, there was chains, there was fatters, they were thrown into prison holes. Now, they're not the fancy prisons that we have today. Well, they have everything in their prison, probably computers and color televisions and, and sanitation and all the rest of it. But not so, not so in the biblical days. In the old days, they were cast like Jeremiah into a very pit. He was put into a pit in Jeremiah chapter 38, into a pit, and he sunk in the mire, the hole in the ground. And these saints of God were taken and they were cast down into a pit. They were put into bonds, into prison. And all because they loved the Lord Jesus. And here they are hanging up in God's hall of fame. And the Lord is not finished telling us what happened to these people. It's bad enough to these people here that they were tortured and they were mocked and they were scourged and they were cast into prison. But the word of the Lord is not finished. He tells us they were stoned. They were taken out. And they were stoned. I see the enemies of Jesus Christ. I see the enemies of these unknown saints. And they take them out and they stone them. And stone after stone is falling down upon them. You see, here's their suffering. They're suffering for the faith of the Lord Jesus Christ. Remember, it tells about Stephen in Acts chapter 7, verse 58. And they cast him out of a city and stoned him. And stoned them. Verse 59 says, And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God, and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. Here's a man, and he's suffering, just like these unknown saints. He's being stoned. He's been stoned to death. And these people were stoned. And yet, the Lord hasn't finished telling us. It tells us, in verse 37, they were sawed asunder. In other words, they were sawed apart in pieces. Do you see the, the terrible picture here that's given to us of the lives, of the suffering of the children of God? They suffered greatly and they were sawed asundered. And how they did this, I am not sure, but no doubt they had sharp swords that cut off their arms, their legs, and eventually even their head. They were sawed in pieces. They were suffering for the faith of the Lord Jesus. They were sawed asunder verse 37 tells us they were tempted in other words to give up the truth all they had to say I give up Jesus that's all they had to say that's what they wanted these people to say to give up to give up 
to give up your faith, to give up your love for Jesus Christ? Will you give up that we're tempted? Listen, they were tempted to give up, but they wouldn't give up. They wouldn't give up. And you and I, child of God, we know in this world that we are tempted what to do to give up. To give up. To give up the fight. To give up the stand for the Lord Jesus Christ, even in this particular part of God's community. To give up. These people were tempted to give up the faith. I read of an instance in in France that they got the Christians, the ropes was tied onto their arms, and then there was a deep well of water, and they got them, and they put them down into the well of water, and they went down to the water, and they let them in for a and then they pulled them up, and they were saying to them, do you give up? Will you surrender? And they wouldn't give up. Child of God, here's the suffering of the unknown saints. They were slain with a sword, they were tempted, and so we find they were destitute of daily food. They were afflicted. They were tormented. Verse 37. Other words shows here. The pain, the suffering, the description of their suffering is brought here before us. It's not easy. It was not easy for them. I want to say to you this morning. Do you and I not get it easy? Do we not? Read the life of suffering of the unknown saints. Read it. Yourself, we have brought some lessons before you here this morning. How they were tor- tortured, tormented, whipped, stoned, mocked. And look at the life you and I live in. You know, I heard a feel last night. I was up in Dundrum. There was a bit of a parade on. And I had a bottle of Coke in one hand. And I had an ice cream in the other. Yeah. I was really suffering for the faith, wasn't I? And sometimes we moan and we groan. About our little cross and the difficulties and the battles. And we all have them. And we all have them to face. But I've never, I've never faced what these people have faced. Here's their suffering. And God is saying to you and I, child of God this morning, go in and look at these portraits. Look at these people. Men and women. Look at them. And look how they suffered for me. Look how they suffered for me. The Lord Jesus is saying to you and I this morning. That's only a description of their suffering here. We see something about it. They didn't get it easy. There was misery and suffering and pain and sorrow and death for their love of the Lord Jesus. Talks about their description. Talks about their dress. There in verse uh, 37, they were wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins. And that that was their dress. No, No fancy shirt and tie and waistcoat. And dresses, the ladies here this morning, and all nice homes. Not a bit of it. They were dressed here in sheepskins, all they had. They were given up and they had lost everything for Christ. It talks about their dwellings. Look at where they were living. They were in the deserts, it tells us. The mountains, there were the dens, there were the caves. And some places they had to run for their lives. And this is where they were living. They had lost everything. No homes, no possessions, no riches, nothing. They lost everything for the Lord Jesus Christ. They were living in caves. Anybody here living in a cave? 
Anybody here live in the mountains? I live at the bottom of the mountains at the moment, in Allah, but I don't live in the mountains. You see, they lost everything for Christ. Look at their lifestyle. Look at it. Look, look, what, look what's happening. They have the same saviors. You and I have child of God this morning. The same love for Christ. They're washed in the blood of a lamb. But look at their life. Look at it. Now look at your own. And look at mine. And then we murmur. And then we yearn, don't we? And then we complain. We shouldn't. The Lord said, look at these people. My people. They love me. They live for me. They died for me. All oh, the suffering of the unknown saints is brought before us. We know the Bible tells us in Acts 14, verse 22, that we must, through much tribulation, enter into the kingdom of God. We must. We must, through much tribulation. There's going to be difficulties in this world, and there's going to be trouble in this world. I... I not him, I closed the book and I probably not quoted it right. Must I be carried to the skies on flowery beds of ease while others fought to win the prize and sail through bloody seas? Is that true of you and me? Must I be carried like a little child the whole way to heaven and spoon fed and all comforts while others fought to win the prize? The unknown saints. And God is saying to us this morning, look at them. Look how they suffered. They suffered for me. And I hope you'll take a stand for Christ. So there was her suffering, but there was her steadfastness here as well. And look at the passage that it tells in verse 35. And it's wonderful what it says here. A woman received their dead raised to life again. And notice others were tortured. Notice the words, not accepting deliverance. Notice those were underlined them in your Bible, not accepting deliverance. They stood up to their enemies. And they're saying here, we will never give up. We will never give up our faith, our love for the Lord Jesus Christ. And if you're going to torture me, torture me. And if you're going to kill me, kill me. If you're going to cast me into prison, cast me into prison. If you're going to cut me to pieces, it says, you cut me to pieces. Do you not admire these people of faith? Do we not admire these people standing up for Jesus Christ, not accepting deliverance? And all, all I had to say is I, I, turn, I turn away from Christ. I turn away from the faith. I give up. And the enemies would have backed off them. But all their steadfastness. They said no surrender in ulcer terms. We're not giving up. And their stand, can I say to you here, was bold. It was bold. No doubt the enemies were breathing down their necks with instruments of cruelty. But they were bold. And Proverbs 28 verse 1 tells us, The wicked flee when no man pursues. But the righteous are as bold as a lion. And that is through God's people. There should be as bold as a lion. They were tempted to give up. But in their day of trouble, they stood boldly for the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, I said to every child of God this morning, stand up, stand up for Jesus. Be bold and stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. They were bold. They're not giving up. Not giving up their scriptures. Not giving up their saviour. Not giving up their faith. 
not accepting deliverance. They're steadfast. They were both, and I had to say, they were brave. They were brave people. It's all right being bold standing here this morning, isn't it? There's nobody, there's nobody breathing down my neck with a sword, and, and nobody going to take me out and cut me to pieces here this morning. Well, we, we trust not at the moment. So it's nice that we can always be brave in the pulpit here, and be brave in the pew, and be brave when you're sitting in a nice, comfortable chair at home. But these people were brave, and everything was against them. Everything was against them. Everyone was against them. And they were brave. And I say that book, History of Protestantism, the Inquisition, you can read all about it. I say iron ladle was placed in their mouth, and then they poured hot iron down their throats into their stomachs. You can imagine what this was like. This thing placed in their mouth, and then hot hot iron was poured right down into their stomachs. And there they stood. As brave as lions. And their steadfastness was brave, and their, their stand was blessed as well. They were blessed with God's peace, with God's joy, with life, and with His presence. They, they were blessed. In Matthew 5, verse 10, Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness' sake. They were persecuted for righteousness' sake. And the Lord says, that they were blessed. Oh, God will bless us, and we're willing to stand. We're willing to stand, and God will bless. So we have here their steadfastness. They stood up, not accepting deliverance. And you and I have got to take that stand for Christ, and we're not giving up. We're not giving up. And that's, how, that's the spirit God wants in all of our hearts. We ain't for stopping. We ain't for running away. We are standing, standing up for the Lord Jesus Christ, not accepting deliverance. Not accepting. Can I look at their strength? How did they do it? How did these people do it? These unknown saints endured. How did they suffer such pain and sorrow? Well, remember, here's their strength. By faith. There's this. It's by faith. Write down that chapter. How did everyone do their great feats and actions? By faith. Noah built the ark. By faith, Abel offered the sacrifice. By faith, Abraham followed God. By faith, by faith, by faith. Write down this passage. It was by faith. How do these people stand? They're standing on the promise of God. That's all they had. They had God's word in their heart. And they stood by faith, and God put secret power into their souls. And you know, they were able to stand. They were able to stand. They had faith in the Lord himself, because the Bible says in Revelation 19, verse 6, Alleluia, for the Lord omnipotent reigneth. He is a mighty, he is a great God. Mark chapter 11, verse 22 tells us, Have faith in God. And these people standing with it, surrounded with their enemies, threatened with death, put to death. They had faith. Listen, they had faith in God. And they were strong in faith. And those who are strong in faith is able to do great exploits. And you're able to be strong and stand when the world's against you, child of God. Then you're strong. You have faith. You have faith in the God of this Bible. And they had faith. They had faith. They had faith in God. They had faith in all that God had said to them. The verse 39 tells us, These all having obtained a good report through faith, 
receive not the promise now, the promise of coming of Christ. They didn't see that. They didn't live to see the coming of Christ, but they believed. They believed what God had said, that God would send his son to be their saviour, that Christ would go to the cross, and he would shed his blood. He would rise again from the dead. He's the saviour of the world, and they had faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, and in the promise of God, they believed God. They believed God's word and God's promises. And they believe they'll have a better resurrection. They'll go to be with Christ, which is far better. You see, here's how they stood. It's by faith. It's by faith in God and God's promises and in his word. How are you and I going to stand? How are you going to stand in your workplace when you're laughed and mocked at by faith? How are we going to stand if ever the world comes against us in, in the fashion that we, we have read about here this morning? How are we going to endure it? How are we going to stand for Jesus Christ by faith? By faith in his promise that the Lord will bless us and help us and strengthen us. Then also faith in the providence of God. The Lord had led them this way. They, they believed that. It was faith that brought Abraham to an unknown land. That's why he went out into an unknown land. It was faith that Moses led the children of Israel through the Red Sea. It was faith by which the walls of Jericho that it fell down. God led these men all this way in his providence. It was by faith they believed God had led me here to stand up for Jesus Christ. They believed that. Remember, it says in Romans 8 verse 28 and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God to them who are called the called according to his purpose they believed they believed the word of the living God and God had led them this way they were able to stand for Jesus Christ by faith that's how you and I can stand we know we sing that hymn all the way my saviour leads me the Lord has led us this far, led you here, led you to this witness, to this congregation, led you to that workplace, wherever it may be. And so we have faith. We can stand by faith. And we know that great hymn in our, in our hymn book, Faith is a victory that overcomes the world. So how are they able to stand? It was by faith. They believed in God. I'm glad today I have the Bible. I have the promise of God. I'm glad I'm standing on the promise of God. That's what gives me strength to live for Jesus Christ and to stand for him and to keep going on. When I, I don't see people saved the way I'd like to see them saved. How can we endure? How can we keep going on? It's by faith. Remember it says in this passage, Moses endured of seeing him who is invisible. And you and I are to endure of seeing him who is invisible. We ain't for turning back. These people say, we ain't turning back. I have decided to follow Jesus. There's no turning back. I want that spirit to go into your heart today, everyone, young and old, in this meeting. No turning back. Let's be steadfast. And the day when many depart from the faith and turn away, well, we'll not be turning away. We're going to stand up for Christ and live for him. Oh, there's steadfastness. There's strength here is brought before us. These men, unknown saints. I'm glad we went to this hall of fame today. 
not the Buckingham Palace and looked at all the portraits of all the kings, which no doubt is a great history, a great lesson for all of us to learn. And we're, we're glad of that to do with our nation today. But I'm glad we're looking at these people. We're glad we can look at them. Ordinary five-eighths like you and I and how they loved and how they lived and how they stood for Christ. Can I say one other thing before we close? Their splendor. You know, these men were blessed of the gods. That's verse 38. Of whom the world was not worthy. The world wasn't worthy of these people at all. They were not worthy to have the presence of these unknown saints. They were hated. They were despised by men. But you know, God held them in the high esteem. They're God's jewels. They're God's jewels. They are the children the children of the living God. Oh, child of God, remember, remember in this world of trouble and trials who we are. We are the children of a living God. The world may mock, they may laugh, they may reject our witness for the Lord Jesus. But there they are. They're hanging up in the hall of fame. And God is your name, and Christ is your name, the graven on the palms of his hands. He hasn't forgotten about your love for him. He hasn't forgotten about your stand for him. He has your name as well. We're the unknown saints in a sense in that fashion as well. So we have the, the renown, renown. And then also the report first, uh, 39. These all haven't obtained a good report. A good report. You know when you went to school, Maybe he says, well, uh, how do we look at the report? And he said, well, my, mine is probably bad, but maybe yours is better. A good report. A good report. Here's what these people had. Listen. A good report. A good testimony. There they are hanging up. Not that they were rich. Not that they had silver and gold. Or had great possessions. No, they stood up for Jesus Christ. And they wouldn't give up the faith. And a good testimony. And I want to tell you here in this pulpit this morning, if there's a picture hanging up an old shield sometime, I'll say in the church, like these people, and I'm talking in God's Hall of Fame, and it was said underneath it, a good report. That's all I want. That's all you want, isn't it? And I want you to have a good report in this village for the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God over the years, I've been preaching the free church a number of years now, and there's people in the church today who was in it when I first went, and they're still there. The old faithful saints of God, still loving Jesus Christ, still going on with Christ, and we're glad of that. And they have a good report. That's how we want to end our life for the Lord Jesus. A good report. Standing for the Lord Jesus living for the Lord Jesus, loving Christ with all our heart. Here's a, their splendor. In God, in God's sight, they have a good report. In man's word, we have already have said they were mocked, they were despised, they were put to death. But in God's hall of fame, they had a good report. Live for the Lord Jesus Christ. You'll be tempted to go astray. You'll be tempted to give up. Maybe some have. Maybe you have said, no, I have failed the Lord. Well, there's mercy with the Lord. If you're a child of God this morning and you've and you went away from God and you've failed the Lord, thank God there's mercy. There's power in the blood. 
And Christ can cleanse you from sin. And if you're all converted this morning, he can save you. He can take away your sin. Come and trust him with all your heart and join the people of God. The happiest people in the world are God's people, the children of the Lord. Let's live for Christ. Let's stand for Christ. And if we have to die for Christ, like these people, may we not accept deliverance. May we say we're living, we're loving, and we're willing to die for Christ and have a good report. May God bless those few thoughts to our heart this morning of this people, the unknown saints. And may God bless it to our hearts to take a stand for him. Let's close our service in a wee word of prayer. Let's pray. I'll give you a moment or two just to pray yourself. And pray that God will bless the word to your heart. And ask God to help you to take that stand for him. Father in heaven, we thank you for your help. I pray you'll bless the word to our souls. We're touched and we think of these men and women. Don't know their names at all. But Lord, we know what they've been through. And they suffered terribly for you. And they wouldn't give up. Lord, give me such a spirit, I pray. Some of you times we're easily pushed around. So often, Father, as your children, we maybe feel like putting up the white flag. Oh, may we say we're not giving up. And we're living for the Lord Jesus. Bless this congregation. Save souls in the community and in the congregation. Encourage your people to live for thee. Bless Mr. Dean as he leads the flock here. And all the elders and deacons and Sunday school teachers and youth workers and all the children's workers, all who labor together. Bless them abundantly, I pray. And visit this community by thy spirit. So take us our separate ways to homes and safety. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you.